Hey, it's your girl, Claudia Jordan. We are back with TGIF. We're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back, relax, get ready for this hot tea. What's up, Al? Hey, hey, hey. What's going on, Claudia? I see you all cardigan out. And what's up, funky, all animaled out? I'm feeling a little ferocious this after this evening. It's <laughs> not because I'm hungry and my stomach growling, so I'm on the prowl for some food. But hey, a little rah, 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 rah. Okay. I'm feeling a little scrunchie tonight. <laughs> Are we drinking on this fine Thursday evening? Yes. Uh, Believe it or not, yes, I am. And I, and soulmates, I think I'm going to introduce something to y'all. I went in the kitchen today to get my sweet tea, and I saw some Don Julio tequila up there, and I poured some with some cranberry juice. I think when y'all see this glass, my fancy, you know, rich white woman glass, then y'all going to know I'm drinking. And then if you just see my regular glass, Water. then I'm not drinking. I think that's going to be the cold. So, yes, okay. I'm feeling fancy. And I'm drinking tonight. Okay, Al, are we drinking? Yeah, you know, <clears throat> you know me, my buttery Chardonnay tonight, um, as usual. And I added a little ice in it because so it'll last a little while longer, so I won't get too tipsy. Because we got some good stories to cover tonight. So, so I'm wanna... way out in the valley, deep in Agora Hills. I I don't even know where I'm at. Like I'm way like going to Calabasas, and so I walked. I'm like I have to work out, but I also want liquor. So I walked uh, two miles, well, up and back, a mile up, a mile back. I figured that's my workout. And then I got vodka. So I killed two birds at one stone. So I have a little vodka and Sprite. Is that bad? Girl, you, they, you ain't got no better cups. <laughs> now, girl, you know, bad is that? You, is you know we ain't cup? allowed to drink. You you know our boss said. That's her mouthwash cup. That's her mouthwash cup. From her trailer. That's her mouthwash truck. Hey, listen. From her trailer. I am not an A-lister yet, so we going to get the kind of level of film I'm on right now. This is the kind of cups I got for y'all tonight. I'm sorry. Right, they well, they said no there, red cup. She, she over there on the tube be like, y'all, my girl. No, no, no. <laughs> we moving up. Where you at, girl? I'm doing B. I'm, we going to BT on this movie. Oh, oh, oh. oh she right moving now. on up, y'all. Is that a Tyler Perry movie? It is not. Oh, okay. You, you're not killing no no children or no babies in this one, are you? Oh, Lord. You'll have to watch it and find out. Oh, all right. Was well, she ready for her close-up, Mr. Director? But let me, <laughs> let me just tell you this. If I do have to murk a child... It's gonna be believable this time. I'm just letting you know right now. Come on, editing department. We 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 depending on y'all. <laughs> Come on, special effects. It, it is a horror film that I'm working on though. So um, nice. some um dark things tonight. So I started sipping on stuff, going over my lines because tonight is gonna be a, a heavy, heavy scene. Mm -hmm. Okay, fellas, let's get into these stories. Jonathan Major started his assault trial yesterday, and standing by his side was his girlfriend, actress Megan Good. Jonathan is accused of attacking his former girlfriend and has pled not guilty to all charges against him. Now, if he's found guilty, Jonathan could face up to one year in prison. What are your thoughts on Jonathan's trial and Megan standing by his side? There's, you know, there's always rumors that they broke up, but she's still by his side. Al, what do you think? Hey, listen, Jonathan Majors had a huge day today in court. Um, as you know or, or don't know, uh, his lawyer handed uh, attorney Kramer uh, his ASS on a platter today, number one, the judge ruled that the incident of all the other women that are claiming that they had a, a sexual assault by him cannot be allowed into the courtroom. So all his prior incidents are not allowed in the courtroom. Number two, 
uh, the jury also gets the ability to hear that she got charged as well for assault. This is huge, guys. This is a big pivot in the in the trial and in in with this case. It looks very good for Jonathan to the to the tune of that he may be walking um, charge free from this particular case after it's all said and done. Now, as it relates to Megan. I've been thinking about this because something in my something in my soul just doesn't set what settle well with this. And I was thinking, you know, before this incident, Jonathan Majors has been very super private about all the women that he's dated. If you try to Google it, it will in, it will then tell you that in all his interviews, he says that he is super private and that he doesn't bring or bring his women out on the carpets or anything. So it just puts a little bit of suspect in my mind. Why all of a sudden when you have a white female accusing you of something that now all of a sudden you're showing up not on just one carpet, but every carpet and everything in between with one of the most beautiful black Hollywood actress that we know, which is Megan Good. And on top of that, those two haven't known each other long enough for Megan to put her entire career on the line for this man. Both of those situations lets me think, leads me to think that something in the milk ain't clean. And that's why I feel like I can't shake this feeling of like this relationship is manufactured. All right, Q, what do you think? I think that Megan Good worked for that same agency that leased out Lori Harvey. <laughs> I think she's on loan. As a matter of fact, I hope she's on loan or on off lease only or whatever it is. And it's contractual because if not, she is a special kind of damn fool to be sitting up next to a man. I don't give a damn if they toss out every charge and seal every case. Every single last one of them women are not lying. All right. I was not there. I did not watch, nor did I participate. But I just don't understand how you continue to sit next to a man and hold his hand and plan your future and ooh and ah and hunch somebody who is on trial for whooping people's asses. It, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. And the only thing that does make sense to me is that this is a contractual relationship for good PR, especially considering the fact that she's willing to put her image on the line for somebody that she ain't known that well, there has to be a check involved in a specific target in Endgame for Megan Good in order to make this make sense. I refuse to believe that our sister is this stupid and blind for somebody who quite frankly is not gonna work for a while. She'd be better off going back to her ex-husband. I'm not going to be as harsh as Megan because I think Megan is a hopeless romantic from what I've seen and know of her. I think she really believes in this guy or she wouldn't be doing all this. She's got to understand the repercussions of this and how it looks. I mean, we're not the only ones that have insight into her life. She has insight into her own life. She's got agents. She's got friends. She's got bestie. She's got experts in this. She's got PR people. She's a brand. I, I think that for her to really stand by the side of the man while he goes through this, she either really, A, really believes in his innocence and maybe knows something that we don't know, or B, really is in love with this guy and sees a real future with this guy. Because I don't think she come off, I don't think Megan Good is stupid. I really don't. I think in love, maybe, um, uh, and you do things when you're in love, you know what I mean? Maybe, and, and we're not privy to all the details, but either she knows that this man is innocent or that girl is head over heels and this is going to be her husband. 
Oh, you know, yeah. we, we got we got three comments party that we got to hit. Okay. Monique J said, Megan was a side chick. He didn't just get close with her when he broke up with the white girl. Timing is a little funny right now that you're so in love. Mm-hmm. St- uh, Stacy said, going with your man to his domestic violence trial is beyond embarrassing. Megan Good been weird since Khloe Kardashian had her on that leash for Halloween. Well, damn. And then Tuesday night said, he needs the black community to hold him down. That's why hold him up. That's why. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of with Stacy. It is embarrassing going with your man to his domestic violence trial against multiple women when he ain't even been your man that long. When he is in trouble for one of the girls he was with right before you. It is giving side chick to Like you. a couple of weeks. And it's also giving you want the black community to, to hold you down. And, and, and to be honest with you, while we do love Megan Good, I don't know that she got her roots planted deeply enough in the black community right. for that to cast that black community shadow over over Jonathan Majors, you you you'd have to go with Queen Latifah at this damn point. <laughs> I no. do. I do want to say. I do want to add Q what NYC to be for me said. Megan Good is working for that check, baby. Lori Harvey must have already had another gig going. I told you they working for the same. <laughs> Heidi Fleischman got out of jail and created a new damn agency. <laughs> the views expressed by these two haters, <laughs> Megan, is not my views. I do not. I do not see that. She is not going to sell her long-ass career out. She ain't inviting you over for cocktails, Claudia. I already know her. I already know her. I already know her. Don't do it. Don't do me like that. Mm -hmm. She is in love with this man. That's what I think. Now, would I do it? No, but she loves this man, I think. When do you think think she fell in love with him? When did she fall in love with him? After he got the charge? It had to be before. Because why would you... Oh, so well, she fell in love with him. She fell in love with him while he was dating. One at a time, women. you guys. I can't hear you. What? He fell in love. She fell in love with him while he was dating other women. I have no idea. But okay. I'm just saying. What if, if you had to guess, I had to guess. I would say. <laughs> listen, I'm speaking for a woman. Okay, and, so give us your guesstimate. You, and if you feel in love with someone, you're going to ride out. Just like y'all have, everyone's been dumb for love. And we cannot sit on this panel and look down our noses like we have not done dumb stuff for love. We've all done it. And not I just over, feel like sometimes it's 40. easy to be judgmental. And, <laughs> what you say? Not over 40. I, I, I don't, I disagree with that. I disagree <clears throat> with I, that. I just think at a certain point, and especially with what she and we do for a living, you can't afford to be gullible for love like this over 40. You you, you can't. Well, I, I don't know if it's, uh, I don't if know it's that easy for some people. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's gullible because again, we are outsiders looking in, right? So I know people are going to say, you just going with her because she's a woman. No, I'm going with her because of my life experience. Like if you're, I, I've been with people that had to deal with my horrific reputation at the height of the, when I was getting really, really bad press. And they rocked with me when it didn't make sense to other people. When they said, why are you with that girl? She's a homewrecker. She's a this, she's a that. And it wasn't true. And the person that actually knew me knew it wasn't true. So they were, they were willing to take the shots to take the embarrassment to have my back. You know what I'm saying? So I got, I think it's very easy for us to like, kind of just like be outsiders looking in. And I don't have special information about them. I don't. I'm not close with her. I see her out. We cool. We cordial. We have each other's phone numbers. I show love. 
But I just feel like a lot of times it's easy for the outside looking in to say, oh, you're doing this or you must, must be getting a check or you're dumb. But I've had people have my back through some really embarrassing times. And if it wasn't for them doing that, I would have probably lost my mind. You know what I mean? I don't know. I just like to offer a different perspective and just a, a little bit more um, open minded with that kind of stuff. But hey, or y'all could be right, too. I don't know. We'll all find out together in the end. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, we have a, we have another comment. Janice Gates said Megan looked crazy going to the courthouse with that man. I did that nonsense in my 20s. Now I'm in my 40s and I know better. I really think she's a hopeless romantic, though. And sometimes you do things that don't make sense to other people. Guilty. All right. Diddy's head of security, Roger Bonds, recently spoke out about jumping in between Diddy and Cassie during an argument. Take a look. I was sick. I was sick of you. I was sick of everything that was going on around you. I was sick of having to cover up everything that you did. That's I was sick. All right, Roger was mentioned as a witness in Cassie's settled lawsuit against Diddy, but some people are saying he should have said something sooner. What What do y'all think about this? Should he have said something sooner, or do you think people were just scared of becoming one of the many bodies, allegedly, that are not no longer with us, allegedly? Funky, what do you think? No, he should have said nothing sooner, and here's why. Cassie didn't say nothing sooner. So, you know what I'm saying? Y'all uh, out there speaking about being on the outside looking in, <clears throat> Here it is. You got a man who's next to Diddy who has to feed his family. And I can't do more than the victim. All right. On top of that, if this man would have came out and, and spilled the tea, y'all would have been saying why he out there telling that girl business, why he out there telling his business. It was not his business to tell. And if she was comfortable staying, uncomfortable staying, discomfortable staying, discombobulated staying, whatever type of staying, she stayed. Then it was not his place to do and say anything. And I actually respect the fact on just on some man code stuff that the only reason he's speaking now is because he was mentioned in the lawsuit. He allowed her to speak first. It was her story to tell. And now he's come behind it and you know substantiated it but as far as i'm concerned he did what he was supposed to do he broke it up when he could did what he did what he could do when he was in that environment but you can't expect the outsider to do more than the person that's in the relationship stacy said i'm sorry everyone speaking up now is futile you should have done something then and then our dog said anyone in diddy's orbit who witnessed everything should not be rehabilitated uh al what do you think about this I mean, come on. <clears throat> the first thing you know when you work for a celebrity as a security guard, he's head of security as a bodyguard or as a driver. It demands, it's not an option, it demands discretion and a creed of silence. That is the contract because you are with that individual sometimes 18 to 20 hours a day. You see and hear everything good, bad, and ugly. So I'm sure Diddy had in his contract that he could not speak. And like Funky said, the only way, only reason he's speaking now is because he was listed in a lawsuit, which gave him the right to break the contract that he had with Diddy to speak into the space and the truth here. And that's what it is. This is very damaging, though, because when your head of security is sharing secrets like this, people have no reason but to believe it because they know your driver and your bodyguard are two people that are like your right and your left hand, especially when you're a celebrity because they're with you 
north of 18 hours a day. I feel very, very, very uh, vindicated to know that he is giving us the proof that we all are asking for. Um. Yeah, it, it sounds good. Like the knee jerk reaction would be like, you should have said something years ago. But yeah, I mean, if it was my story and you told it before I was ready and I'm still in that person's orbit, I would feel like you just put my life in danger even more for more beatings. Um, you know what I mean? Like I, that could have been very dangerous. Plus with Diddy and the allegations, the multiple allegations around Diddy and some of the shady things that people are whispering about as far as people, um, getting hurt, allegedly coming up missing, allegedly, and no longer and being unalived, allegedly, uh, those are all allegations. But if we're hearing these whispers, imagine what the bodyguard is hearing. He's been around for uh, uh, when people say he's held people over the balconies, whether that happened or not, if it did happen, this guy has seen it. That's right. So he's seen the the lowest of the low. He's seen he's probably participated in facilitating some of the stuff. So I don't blame him for not wanting to speak up until she was. And, I'm, you know, once she kicked that door open, he did the right thing by coming out and supporting what she's saying. And it definitely adds credibility to her claims. And I think he did the right thing. And I don't think people should be blaming him for not saying anything if she asked him not to or if she, you know, I, I think he did. She, he wasn't given the green light until now. I think the only thing that I would have did had I been in that situation, because I'm pretty sure there was moments where he was alone with Cassie. I would have I would have said, are you all right? Do you need help getting out of here? Mm -hmm. Do you need help calling somebody? Do you need I would have done that because like Zeta girl uh, said, that wasn't his place to tell Cassie's story because had he spoke up, Cassie would have denied all the allegations and stayed, which she did for all those years. And you're absolutely right. And then he would have been out of a job. Mm -hmm. And then at the level in which he was operating, his name would have been sullied in these streets and he wouldn't have been able to get another piece of employment. And he's got a family to feed. So I, I, I'm, I'm with Zeta Girl and everybody else that says that it wasn't his story to tell. And how many times have we cared more about the person and they seem to care about themselves and then they don't do mm -hmm. anything? I remember fighting for some people that I, I saw in bad relationships, like when I did couples retreat, and then they stayed with the person for a while. And, and then you end up looking like you're just meddling, you know what I mean? And I, it's from a good place, but it doesn't always work out in your benefit, you know what I mean? All yeah. right, coming up next, find out why the royal family is coming up to Harry and Meghan again. And later, we have a new couple alert. Hit that like button, soulmates. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to TGIF. A new book about the royal family is revealing some juicy details about the drama that's going on behind the palace walls. The book, Endgame, Inside the Royal Family and the Monarchy's Fight for Survival, reveals a lot about the royal family, including how Prince William believed his brother, Harry, was brainwashed by therapists. Recently, the Dutch version of the book was pulled from the stores because it revealed the names of the two royals who allegedly questioned the skin color of Harry and Meghan's son, Archie. 
<sighs> what are your thoughts on the royal family tea? Al, I know you live for this kind of stuff. So I'm going <laughs> in first. Really do. Listen, there is a just a natural obsession with the royal family and the British monarchy because they've been around since, well, as we know it now, they've been around since the 1700s. But in this particular case, <clears throat> this particular book, so you guys know that Megan is the one that suggested that Harry go to therapy. And they're saying because she, she suggested that he go to therapy and he went to therapy, it led to this kind of upheaval and rebellion of, you know, taking Megan out of the royal family and moving to the United States. I thought that was very interesting. And number two, the two royals that were identified, everyone, is King Charles, his dad, and that nasty sister-in-law, Kate. So Kate and Charles are the King Charles, sorry, are the ones who in fact were very obsessed with what the color of the baby was. Now, what does this mean in reality? Everybody, since the 1700s, there have been thousands, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of books published about the royal family, thousands and hundreds and thousands of articles and prints and photographs. So for me, this is just par for the course. This is what keeps the British monarchy in the obsession lane for a lot of people, and they just simply can't get enough of this royal family. Yeah, you see those comments, right? Baby, let me tell y'all something. Y'all better eat hey ass up, bitch. I didn't, you know, I never in a billion years would have thought it was Kate. And I'm gonna tell you something. Really? Kate, oh, you got you gotta watch, you got Karen's, which are easily identifiable, and then you got them Kates. Them Kates are dangerous. And I'm gonna tell you why. <laughs> um, it's very hard to pull the wool over my eyes. But Kate always gave me that she go along to get along. She don't say nothing. She don't stir up no mess. And lo and behold, she one of the main ones in the background orchestrating confusion. You got to be careful dealing with those Kates because they're very dangerous. And Kate's front-facing image is so clean and so pure and mm. so pristine that it won't be difficult for her to convince the British people that it wasn't her. That's because right. Because she don't have no prior history of being messy publicly. But so, listen to this, though. Let me ask you this. I'm sorry, Claudia. And Claudia, I need your help on this one. Why would she care? It's her children that are going to be the next kings of England. White supremacy. I mean, I mean Megan, Megan and Harry's kids, they don't have a chance unless all of them. I'm sorry. This is why I'm gonna jump in with this one. This okay. is why when Kate remember when Kate and William got married, it was like the wedding of the century. She's so beautiful and so cute and the future potential queen. And she's she's a pretty girl. Right. And she got all the attention. Then here come Meghan Markle's biracial self bringing her black mother to the wedding. Celebrities galore. They're the better looking couple, if you ask me. Uh, Harry still got his hairline. And I just think that the, this new couple knocked them out the box as far as like being the one that, that we're most interested in. So I just saw this hating coming a long time ago. I think Kate is one of them nice, nasty people that's like, yeah, sure, no, we can do lunch. But then it's like, you know, cancel that bitch's invitation. Like, I got that vibe <laughs> from her as soon as Megan came on the scene. And I have, I, I, I am not surprised. This is giving the pageant nice, nasty, mm -hmm. like in public, I'm sweet to you. And then when people call you out on me, no. But, uh, 
I, I, I would never. She is jealous. <laughs> my opinion, this is not Fox Soul. Don't put it on them. Royal family, y'all can cancel me if you want to. I think Kate is extremely jealous. And I think Will, uh, Her- William is, is jealous of his brother. They are the more perceived as the more realistic of the couples and the darlings. And they got all the attention. We don't even hardly hear about Kate and, and, and William anymore. And look, and, and, and William's, we ain't heard about Kate and William since William had a hairline. It's been a very long time. So I think she's jealous. I think this whole thing you know, needs to be put to bed. It's got to be exhausting as a family. Like I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people, Claudia, that um, let's just say me and you having an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not just going to be in a place of conflict with you three, four, five, six, seven years. I'm just not doing it. There's just a certain point where I'm throwing in the flag, regardless of what the public thinks. I'm just done with it, and I just, I just want everybody to be done with this so everybody can move on because this can't be healthy for anyone. I don't care what amount of therapy you go to. This can't be healthy for anyone to constantly be in an adversarial place with your family. Uh, you know what? And I know we got to read some comments. I'm going to say one thing about the the British royal family and actually the culture of, of that nation. It is in their DNA to take They've colonized the entire world, damn near. They take, they rob, they steal, they they are attention. They need the attention. They need to be the leaders of everything. I, I'm not surprised. This is t- typical colonizer behavior. Um, Zeta girl said the way Kate used to look when she was in the room with Megan and in pictures, you could see the hate saving uh, off her face. And Kate was an out. H2O said uh, Kate was an outsider as well. They didn't approve of her in the beginning. And uh, uh, Rosemary Watson said, I think it's something a lot of people were thinking. The baby could have been darker. And Candace said, William is so jealous of his little brother. I I, I agree. Mm-hmm. They, they, yeah. They were like, um, when R. Kelly came along and they made everybody forget about um, Aaron Hall, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, kind of just knocked him out of the box. Similar, but yeah. And you know, and before we move on, I think William could also be jealous because real talk, well, oftentimes we think the grass is greener on the other side. But William is probably like, you know what, although I'm a, I'm going to be king, I, I kind of wish I was you because you don't know what it's like to grow up with the pressure of being the first one and you get to be free and all this type of stuff. And I, I have to inherit this old archaic ass uh, you know, institution, which honestly and truthfully, just by virtue of age, he probably don't even believe in half the stuff that he's forced to have to uphold. Right. Yeah, I agree. All right, y'all. NFL fans were outraged after a young Kansas City Chiefs fan was accused of wearing blackface while wearing a Native American headdress to a game. A writer for Deadspin, Cameron Phillips, saw the image of the young boy and called out the boy's parents and the NFL for its racist tradition. The mother of the boy came to his defense and said her son is actually Native American. But so far, there's been no evidence to prove this. Do you think the young fan was wearing blackface, even if he was unaware of his actions? Or was he just dressing as an Indian? Um, Can I just say something real quick? I think this is getting carried away. They purposely used the picture when he was to the one side. So we just saw the black and we didn't see the red. And when we saw it both, it, it definitely lines up to like some of the images that people would do. Like that, 
the character. I, I, I personally, and people can be mad if they want to, I didn't see it as blackface funky. Do you agree or do you disagree? I 100% agree with you. And, and, and it's funny because, like you said, when I saw the press around it, he's turned to the side. And you know what's so funny? Even when he was turned to the side and I saw the one thing, I was like, all right, all right, Q. I said, are you truly outraged by this? Or are you just jumping on the social media you know, bandwagon because it says the moment a white person puts any kind of dark paint on their face is instantly blackface, even though it doesn't have to be. And then when I saw the picture, I'm like, any reasonable adult cannot be looking at that half and half face and 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 consciously believe that he was intending to do blackface. So then I said the argument has to be about the headdress and not the damn face paint, because this is beyond obvious that this is not blackface. So what is the problem here? And the parents said that they they they, they did that at Elizabeth Warren. I'm, I'm Native American. You don't have to do all that. We got you. Right. We don't think it's blackface. Al, well, Al, what do you think? Do you think it's blackface? So what, how do you feel? I think it's definitely not blackface. I think this is a media ploy. We all know that the Kansas City Chiefs have been under huge scrutiny for the name of their organization, just like the Washington Redskins had to change their name to Commanders because of this conflict. The Kansas City Chief individuals are sticking to the guns, and they don't want to change their name. It's been their name since 1963, and they said they don't want to do it. It's been significant protests outside of the games by um, you know, Native Americans. Americans. And I think they're just trying to turn and switch the narrative into something that it's not. But listen, if you decide to make it a blackface, we're going to deny it. Okay. Even the black people are going to deny it. And we're going to push the narrative back to you. At the end of the day, Kansas City Chiefs and everybody in that organization, you need to be more respectful to Native Americans and change the name. It's offensive to them. And using black people to say that a young man did a blackface, shame on you. I wasn't really offended by the chief's name as I was the Redskins. I think that is just like, I feel like a chief is a, a leadership position, you know, and I feel like we got to pick our battles. And sometimes I know some of the community is offended. And I, I, I was like, chiefs don't seem as bad. The Redskins seem like that was a super slap in the face. But here's the thing, though, Claudia, with you not being Native American, it's not up for right. you to decide which of the two is offensive or not. Hold on. My, I actually am part Narragansett Indian on my father's side, and I've gone, we, you know, we I've spoke with some of the people. you don't miss me no, when no, you're no, 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 me. No, of course no, you no, no, We gotta no. go to commercial. We'll fuss about this on commercial. No, y'all ain't about to take away my uh, American Indian heritage. Narragansett Indians, look it up. Uh, we'll be right back. Coming up next, it. we'll have a new couple <clears throat> alert. And later is Little Nas X uh, going gospel. Stay tuned. All right, welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all, get ready for this new couple alerts. Rumors are stirring about Safari allegedly dating Neo's ex-wife, Crystal Smith. They were spotted booed up at a friend's birthday dinner. Are you here for this potential new couple? Q, I see you rubbing your head, so that gives me a look of frustration or mischief mischievousness. <laughs> what do you think about this? Uh, the first thought that came to my head was they both have some beautiful skin. Um Second thought is, um, 
you know, it's rare that we see males social climb uh, by way of dating women. And honestly and truthfully, Ooh, I, I hate to say this, but this is how Safari keeps his relevancy. This is how he gained his relevancy in the first place. And this is kind of how Safari keeps his relevancy. He attaches himself, he attaches himself, himself to certain women. Now, there's an argument that could be made that he has more celebrity than her, than he had more celebrity than Amara Lenegra. Uh, you know, or Erica Mena, but it, it's still, you know, it, it Safari stays relevant by nature of who he's dating. Um, the only reason why I'm just a little annoyed by this is because every relationship that Safari enters in, we enter into it with him. And I just don't want to be in the group chat on this one. When this one goes awry in less than eight months, like all the other ones do, can y'all please just keep us out the group chat? Um, we don't want to see her on like it, it, the the formula is so played at this point. We don't want to see her ushered onto love and hip hop. Quiet as it's kept, his ass can go too. For twenty twenty four, I want everybody. How about everybody just keep their relationships off social media? That's never going to happen because uh, attention is. The new lifeline, like everyone just needs it nowadays. What do you think about this, Al? Hey, you know, it's no secret. I like Safari. And I got to be honest, Safari keep a bad woman in his life. Everybody from Nicki Minaj to Erica Mena to Spice, allegedly, to Crystal. I mean, come on. And, and look, if we listen to the comments, Q, you said she may not have the celebrity, but we know that woman got a boatload of money from Neo when she left him. She got, what, close to $2 million in the settlement. She gets twenty close to $20 million a month between um, child support and alimony. She got $20,000 for moving and she got $150,000 for a car. That woman is caked up and he is smart about it. But my question is, guys, why is it in the celebrity realm? And I've asked Claudia this question before. Why do they keep recycling the same men and women what is it i'm just i'm just not getting it there are tons of beautiful women ton of tall light-skinned women if that's what he's into long hair why do we see in the industry our celebrities both males and females recycling the same individuals i don't get I it i told y'all it's more about them saying i'm with neo's ex i'm with gotcha. Floyd's ex i got 50s ex i got diddy's ex i got jay-z's ex that's what it's about it's proximity to the male a lot of the times and i feel like man uh, men are bigger groupies a lot of times than the labels they try to put on women i have seen men falling pushing women out the way to get on the chairs and the tables and the couches around men and this is not a male bash this is just in this specific circle it doesn't happen i don't really see this in nine to five in regular you know blue collar life in real america but in the celebrity world people love to say they bag such and such girl because men that was like a man that they respect, they they put on a pedestal and they want what they have, including their women. That's what I think. I don't know if that's the case with Safari. It ain't like she's not attractive. She's a pretty girl. But, you know, I don't know. 
Oh, no. I think you may got something. I think he may have brought up a good point. It's time for him to go back. He doesn't have Erica for love and hip hop. And this makes a great story because she does come from the music world. Yeah, it's just it's just so played though. like you can already see the train wreck. You You just already see it in the making. And I don't know if it's because we're getting older and all of these people are in our age bracket. I just think certain things we're too old for and, oh. and, and, and going public with fly by mean? night relationships is definitely one of those things. I just think we're too old for. And also it's easy again for us to be skeptical and think everything's a marketing thing or a storyline. Sometimes people just go with what's in the, their, their circle, their, what their, the proximity to, you know, if you're always at events, celebrity events, and these other people, those circles are small, that's your dating pool. And you're going to, you know, that's who you're going to end up being around. Like it's, it's narrowed down to a few, you know, hot 20 girls and hot 20 guys and it's going to happen. All right. Tamar Braxton went on Instagram live to clear the air about being spotted with Jeremy Robinson. Watch this clip. All right. She's taking accountability from that. And people always complain and say they never hear a black woman apologize or take accountability like it's like seeing a Loch Ness monster or a leprechaun or a Sasquatch. Here y'all have it, y'all. What do you think about Tamar taking the blame for her breakup with Jeremy? Funky rolling your eyes very hard. What do you think about this? Um... I love Tamar. You know, me and Tamar, after years and years and years, we finally got to a good space. So I'm, I'm going to choose my words very carefully here. Um, I don't believe it. Uh, I, I think Tamar is being a little reactive to what people have been saying on social media. I think she's one of those media personalities who's a little sensitive to the comments. And the main reason why I don't believe it is because it's giving me... Um, I got tipsy and I'm in my feelings at the club. So I decided to go live because, you, you know, why in this moment, girl, why, why next is playing in the background at the club? You know what I'm saying? All of a sudden did the urge to go live hit you. We can't even hear. We can't even hear, sis. So that's that's giving me a real the brown liquor don't set in. My, my feelings and emotions don't set in and let me talk about it now. And maybe she just had to get it off her chest and maybe, she, you, you know, Again, like the previous story, everybody, if we just all keep our relationship stuff off of social media, then we wouldn't have to get on social media while we waiting on our lemon pepper wings because y'all know she was waiting on a six piece. We wouldn't have to get on social media while we wait on the six piece in our next Long Island to explain our decision. I wish I would get on Beyonce's internet and explain to y'all anything I'm doing with any of my romantic partners. Al? Uh, I'm going to agree with what I so made Kristen R. No, no, no. Yeah. What Kristen R. said. Bye, Tamar. Go to the next thing, Claudia. <laughs> you know, I think, um, you know, when you're a, a, a woman and uh, you're single, you get so criticized. Then you're a man. You get a man. 
every little thing. And then you break up, like we're so valued, whether we have a man or not. I think it's like, it drives, I know it drives me crazy. I feel like when Tommy posted, um, oh boy, Tamar really felt like she had to clean that crap up and like snatch show that he is with her. So I think she's kind of just, I won't say overdoing it, but she's really letting us know, nah, like that's, she's trying to like make us forget about that Tommy thing. I, th I think that really bothered her and it would bother me too. I'd be annoyed too. So I think she's like really trying to really cement that they're good. And I think that's why she's giving us more than we need to have, you know, it's sad. Uh, uh, but it, it, the, the funny thing about it is it, it, it's also too, though, she, she's shifting the narrative, right? Because when it came out, it made it seem as if he broke up for her and he damn near called her unhealthy for him and all these different things. The tone of the breakup definitely gave, he initiated it. And mm -hmm. Tamar allowed that to be the tone and the messaging up until this point. And we all know Tamar has no issue getting online, saying how she feels or clearing something up. So I just find it uniquely peculiar that now all of a sudden she wants to take responsibility for the breakup because it makes her look better in this situation. It, it, it makes it look like, no, y'all, I'm not running back to him. I'm actually the one that broke up with him. So it's okay if I'm back with him because I broke up with him. You know what I'm saying? That That's what it's giving to me. It's giving me a shift the narrative tease. And Tamar, to be honest with you, sis, I don't think we care one way or another. We don't like that. We Whether you broke up with him or not, we don't like the way that sassy man wrote that letter on you. <laughs> we don't like the way that sassy man wrote that letter, sis. And all I'm going to say, Tamar, you know, as you and I continue to build our relationship and our friendship, sis, Keep your business off of social media. Matter of fact, I, I might even text you when, I, when when we get off. Just keep it off of social media. Then we don't even have to discuss you on panel shows. Honestly, social media is ruining so many aspects of real life, uh, sanity. Um, just it's really playing a really negative role in a lot of people's lives. It really is, especially those that are on it a lot myself and Tamar. All right, keep it locked because coming up next is Little Nas X going gospel. And later is AI getting out of hand. We'll be right back. All right, y'all, welcome back to TGIF. Lil Nas X posted a clip on Instagram teasing a new gospel single. He wrote the caption, y'all mind if I enter my Christian era? Social media was not interested. One person wrote, bro, I was rocking with you for so long, bro, but I think you playing with God, not the move. Someone else wrote, you was just in the devil era. Do you think this is just a ploy to stay relevant? Uh, go ahead, Q. It's definitely trolling. Um, you know, in the past, in the past, I've defended Little Nas X so much because I was able to identify with the rejected, broken, black, gay boy inside of him. I was able to see pieces of that. And, and and when mainstream culture tells you you're not good enough, you're less than, and you get in a position 
where you're able to flip mainstream culture on its ass and get back at people. You do that sometimes. Um, I would have thought by now that he would have gotten a lot of that out of his system. Um, you know, I put him and Lizzo in the same box. Um, you're talented, little Nas X. You're extremely talented. You don't have to resort to shock jock stuff and and shocking people in order to be relevant. I, I think um, unless all in all, you're really not that talented. And I think when you continue to do these types of things, you're kind of sending the message that you might not be as talented as we thought you were in the beginning. But, you know, black man to black man, black gay man to black gay man, you don't have to do this stuff anymore, boss. You 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 got the stuff. Let's just do the music and let it be about the talent and the music and not shocking and upsetting people because it's getting to the point now where you're about to upset so many people continuously that they're just going to stop rocking <laughs> all together. And you're going to get to a point where trolling is so, like, it's so passe. It's, it's so, so passe. It's, it's so lazy. At this point, like, I'm surprised that we're, some of us are even still falling for it because, I mean, it seems like, and he's not alone. Billy Porter with the dresses, Little Nas X with this going to these extremes, uh, Lizzo with some of the stuff that she does. Like, let's get back to just being talented and leave the antics uh, for the social media influencers that don't have any talent. But people with actual talent, it's like annoying. Al, what do you think about this? Trolling or not? I think it's really bad, and I think it's disrespectful. Whatever he and Doja Cat are going through, the both of them need to see a therapist. The good thing about Doja Cat is Doja Cat has been quiet lately, and Little Nas X does stuff like this. Whenever your antics trump your talent, you are either dealing with two things. Either you don't believe you're that talented and you're that good, or you're not that talented and you're not that good. So I want to say this. If you're not that talented and you're not that good, then don't lean on these antics because they're making us upset and we will turn our backs on you. If you are talented and you are that good, get back to making great music, get back to singing, get back to focusing on that because these antics are getting old, bro. They're getting old and you're young. You have the ability to be in this industry for 20 plus years, but with these antics, son, we're ready to turn the page. Kevin Reynolds said, how can a man wearing a tampon outfit for Halloween sings gospel? Now remind this, it's November 30th, okay? That was just 30 days ago. That you were, a ta you know, in a tampon and uh, you were as a tampon. It's just all over the place. And I'm just kind of sick of it. I'm sick of fake skits. I'm sick of fake news. I'm sick of people being fake. I'm sick of fake, 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 fake all the time. Like, where are the real people that just stand on business, as King says, Lil King says, and just, you know, kind of just like let your talent speak for itself. You know, and while we're at standing on business, can that phrase die as quickly as it came in? Like, we cannot take that into 2024. After that one skit, I mean, that one thing, now 
all I'm hearing and seeing is stand on business and I'm ready to puke already. Well, that was my first and maybe my last time using it. So <laughs> I think I get a pass. All right, y'all. On a recent episode of Baby, this uh, Kiki Palmer, this is Kiki Palmer podcast. Kiki shared her thoughts on abuse after being in a toxic relationship with her ex-boyfriend, Darius Jackson. During the podcast, Kiki praised her mother and father for being examples of a healthy relationship. She said, when I entered outside of my household and saw that everybody doesn't really respect their wives or even women in the way that my dad respects my mom, it was a pretty rude awakening. What are your thoughts on Kiki uh, admitting she was naive about her abusive relationship? Let's do some quick comments before we go to break. Uh, what do y'all think? Al, what do you think? <laughs> I'm sorry. You guys know we all love Kiki, but I, I know I'm not the only one. But after listening to several of those leaked autos, audios between Sharon, her mother, Kiki, and Darius, I find it hard to believe the way she cursed, the way she talked to people. I find it very hard to believe that her parents were the picture of domestic bliss. I'm not saying that they, they were violent or anything, but something tells me that woman ran that household and it, it was definitely not an option for the husband, <laughs> at least from listening to those leaked audios, something in the milk ain't clean. And I know y'all are getting tired of me saying that, but. That's uh, my Key, opinion. Key, what do you think? I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't know Kiki Palmer had a daddy. Like the whole setup was giving me single mama tees. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, <laughs> and, and, and not that, you know, the, the daddy, uh, knowing that she has a father, why we ain't heard nothing from the father publicly about the domestic disputes and that the mama the one doing all the spitting over, over the camera and, and cussing. There the you go. I didn't even know she had a daddy. It, it, it would seem to me that you around here talking about your mama spoke with Saranis about this is this why your daddy ain't ain't it's giving me I didn't know she had a daddy. All right. <laughs> well coming up is AI becoming dangerous. Stay tuned. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, soulmates, I see you putting all those turtles in the chat. We Leave us alone with them damn turtles. All right, Sexy Red announced that she will be suing a company for using AI to generate her voice in their recent advertisement. Watch this clip. Your girl, Sexy Red, I'm going to show you how to put $6,400 in your pocket right now for free. So pay attention. The state be handing out these stacks to every single one of y'all. You don't even need a job. It's all part of a stimulus-style program to help Americans get back on their feet. All right, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, listen, the, the company is definitely wrong for appropriating her voice, her lightness, whatever the case may be. Um, I think the bigger story here is that we are living in a world now where somebody who shouldn't even have a platform, in my opinion, is now in a position where they're able to sue people for using her voice that she shouldn't even damn have. Lord, <laughs> hell must be freezing over. Al? Uh, go to the next day, Claudia. Go to the next day. NBA player Josh Giddy is under investigation for having an intimate relationship with an underage girl in California, the Newport Beach Police Department is now saying that the alleged teen and her family are refusing to cooperate and are choosing not to speak. I think a check was cut. The 21-year-old Giddy still plays for the Oklahoma City Thunder and is also under investigation by the NBA. He has not made any comments about the allegations. What are your thoughts on this, Al? Oh, you know me. Where is the outrage? 
where is the freaking outrage? Allegedly, she was like 15 or 16 years old, somewhere in that neighborhood. And, and like, if this was a black male athlete, there would be suspensions, fine, law enforcement would be involved, charges would have been brought against them, front office would have put them out, they would have been distant from, there would have been jail time discussed, slaughtered in the media. Where is it? It's nowhere on the blogs. This is the sleepiest media reporting on something that is borderline pedophilia and rape, and no one's talking about it. It's not fair and it's not cool. You? No, I 100% agree with Al. You know, I was hoping that when we got to the bottom of it, it would have been one of those things where it was like, oh, it was his high school sweetheart, and he just happened to cross the threshold at the same time that she didn't cross the threshold. We all know my rule is could they have been in high school together? But this is just all kind of wrong, and 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 he's old enough to have known better. Jen Jay said, drag this man that they dragged Kyrie Irving for posting a clip on his Instagram page. All right. I want to thank my co-hosts Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva for joining me. Of course, thanks for watching us on YouTube. And make sure you rewatch tomorrow and hit that like button. We'll uh, stay tuned for McMillan and Morrow. And we'll see you back tomorrow. Bye, fellas. Y'all have a good uh, one. Y'all. Dude, I'm going to give a good you night, crab soulmates. legs. Child. Good night, soulmates.